You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode 8, Composting 101. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to get started composting, why you would even want to, and the do's and don'ts, and how you can start today. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys. Hi guys. In this episode, we're going to be talking about composting. Composting is a natural process, uh, basically where you're recycling organic matter that you would normally or typically throw in the garbage that would end up in the landfill. Uh, But instead of doing all that, you are using it and recycling it to make a substance that is really great for your soil. So it is really essential for having a healthy garden. And it's great because if you were to buy compost at the store, it can be really expensive, but it's a great way to add nutrients back to your soil. So it's also a great way to uh, reduce your waste output because you're using materials that you would normally just chuck in the trash and take to the landfill. Uh, You're using that as a way to feed your soil, which will feed your garden and help you produce much better uh, harvest. It really is an essential aspect of sustainable living. So if your goal is to live more sustainably, having a compost is a must. And it's really not difficult. It might sound complicated, but once you have a setup and a process in place, it's not difficult at all. So um, I'm just going to kind of jump in and talk to you a little bit about uh what it is, how you can get started, what you can compost and what you can't compost, and uh, just some great uh, tips on getting started. So compost is not a standalone soil. It is an additive that you would add to your soil that really gives your plants uh, all the nutrients um, and provides a super healthy bed you know, for all for your plants. There are two different kinds of composting. Well, there's a couple of different kinds, but two I'm going to talk about is a cold composting or, or also called passive composting or a hot or active composting. So a cold composting is also called aerobic and it's a slower method. It takes longer um, to kind of get your finished product, but everything decomposes naturally. Um, and this method, you are providing an environment for it to happen with very little work on your part. So you're not spending time maintenancing it or anything like that. You're just kind of like throwing it in a pile and letting it do do its thing. Active or hot composting, which is also called anaerobic, is a much faster method. And this requires you to maintenance it. It requires you to um, turn it, to you know, like turn over the materials and kind of stir it up to provide optimum conditions for breaking down the waste. And you can actually get a final product in maybe a few weeks to a few months with this method. The idea of composting is that you're adding materials together, you're, you're 
making it an environment that is extremely hot and uh, it breaks down essentially and it just keeps breaking down until it has a nice nutrient dense um, substance which you will add to your garden beds. So some of the ingredients that you need to have a successful compost is you need green material which is your materials that are going to be high in nitrogen so it's going to add the nitrogen nutrients that you need. You're also going to want what's called brown material which is what's going to be your carbon rich materials. You want oxygen and water. So green material like I said is high in nitrogen. This is your typically your kitchen scraps, your fresh organic greens, your vegetable scraps, um, your onion peels, your banana peels, your uh, carrot tops, your celery stalks, the ends of strawberries, all those kinds of things that you normally throw away, you would add them to your compost. Brown material is, like I said, high in carbon, and that's your typical yard waste. So these are dead leaves, twigs, paper, um, wood chips, pine needles, those kinds of things. Another thing that you want to do that is essential for the success of your compost is to provide aeration. And that's to get the oxygen going um, throughout the compost pile. In order to do this, you need to turn your pile. It speeds up the process. It reduces odors because just imagine all this stuff is not rotten, but it's breaking down so it can smell. If it's not being turned, you end up going to get mold and those kinds of things that you don't want. Uh, the recommendation of turning it is about one week in the summer and once every three to four weeks in the winter. You want to maintain uh, moisture, so you don't want it to be too dry or the process will slow down. You don't want it to be too wet or you'll start like an anaerobic environment, which will be like too much um, microbes. So you're going to get like the molds and the fungus and that kind of stuff. So you want to avoid that. Okay, so let's just let's go back a little bit and talk about what is a compost bin, how you're going to construct this. For us, we have done we did composting a couple years ago where we had a method going where I filled up a garbage can and then I would take that up to some compost bins that I had we had made out of cinder blocks in the woods. The process was really difficult and it didn't last that long because that hike up to the woods was not feasible for as frequently as we wanted to and then it wasn't easily accessible. So you want something ideally that's close to your garden if you're going to be using it with your garden and also you're going to be using garden waste and throwing that into your compost. So you want it to ideally be close to your garden. That was our first mistake um, and why we ended up just giving up on it. I also just wasn't committed to it at the time and it does take some effort to maintain your balance of your greens and your browns, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so I wasn't feeding it regularly and I wasn't keeping the right balance. So there's a couple different options. You can have closed bins, open bins. You can use tumblers. They, they sell those where it's literally a enclosed barrel and you put your compost in there and you turn it and that kind of makes that aerates it um, so that you don't need to turn it. And that's a great option, especially in small spaces. You can also have a countertop compost. This typically, um, they do make these. I'd say this is probably for smaller families that don't have as much waste. For us, uh, we definitely have a lot of waste as far as the the um, green kitchen scraps grow go. So we certainly don't have any trouble getting rid of that. But a countertop compost bin is typically 
a bin that you might use for a couple days or a week on your countertop or under your sink. And then you collect everything there and then you transport it out. So it's just kind of like a um, holding vessel while you gather enough. So you're not going outside to your compost pile every time you have a small, small amount of scraps. So there are lots of options for making bins. Um, I've seen them with pallets. I've seen them with cinder blocks. Um, it does not need to be pretty. These aren't, uh, they don't even really have to be structurally sound. In fact, you could just throw your stuff in a heap on the ground and have a big pile and work it that way. You don't even have any need to have any kind of structure to it. So what, what can you compost and what can you not compost? Um, you can definitely do anything organic. So small, uncoated pieces of cardboard, like smaller pieces, you don't want to be throwing huge boxes on top. But if you break it down into small pieces, cardboard can certainly be added uh, to your compost. You can do shredded newspapers, wood chips, yard trimmings, coffee grounds, eggshells, uh, tea bags. If you can get rid of the, the tag and the staple, you don't want to leave that staple in there because those staples aren't going to break down. And when you're digging in it later down the road, if you, you know, it's easy to stab yourself with a staple that's in the middle of your compost. So get rid of the staples. Uh, eggshells, fruits and vegetables. So like I said, carrot tops, strawberry tops, all those kinds of things are great for your compost. Um, hair and fur, you can even use dog or cat fur. You can throw that in there. Leaves, dead leaves, um, fresh leaves, whatever you have uh, raked up. Grass clippings. Those are all things that are really great for uh, doing your compost. So what do you not want to do, uh, throw in your compost? You do not want to do any kind of dairy products. So not, no milk, no cream, nothing like that. You also don't want to do any uh, animal products. So no meat or fish bones, like don't throw your chicken carcass in there. Pretty easy guidelines is nothing animal based. But you also don't want to do your plant feces or cat litter. You do not want to post, uh, throw them in there either because your pets eat meat, right? Or at least some kind of meat in their dog or cat food. So you do not want to throw that in there. You also don't want to throw any kind of fats or grease, lards or oil. I don't know why anyone would do that, but you definitely don't want to do that either. And then when you're looking at the plants that you're going to add, you want to be careful with any kind of diseased plants. So if you have any kind of tomatoes that have a fungus or a mold or anything like that, you don't want to throw them into your compost because you got to think that compost is going to essentially be going back into your garden bed. And even though it should break down, you don't want to take the chance of spreading that kind of disease. And that also goes with weeds or invasive plants that you don't want to spread, right? So if you picked a whole bunch of dandelions um, and you throw them in there, they'd certainly end up with a lot of seeds. And if they don't break down, you're just going to transfer all those seeds uh, to your garden beds. So definitely don't do anything. Don't add anything like that. So how exactly does the process go? So you would just, when you're cooking, uh, collect your kitchen scraps. You know, like I said, they make a countertop compost collectors for this. You can empty them like every day or every week into your outdoor compost. Uh, you want to take them outside and then you want to also mix with brown material. So these are leaves, twigs, wood chips, those kinds of things. And then your microorganisms should occur naturally, but you can purchase some if you need to. 
But if you're mixing them and you're adding enough of a ratio, which your ratio of your uh, browns to green should be 30 parts brown to one part green. So that sounds like a lot. Like if you're going to add, uh, let's just say a half pound of green, you have to add 30 parts, you know, of brown. So that's a lot of leaves. That's a lot of twigs. But if you can uh, make sure that you're on top of your yard maintenance, you should be fine. All right. So once you have it all in a pile outside, either in a box or just right on the ground, you want to keep the pile moist, you know, but not too wet. You either can hose it down if it's really dry or you can um, let the rain do the, the work. If it's too wet, you can add some sawdust to maybe dry it out. And then you want to turn the pile with a rake or a pitchfork regularly. So this would be maybe once a week in the summer and maybe once every three to four weeks in the winter. And as you're turning it, this promotes your oxygen flow and it releases the heat uh, that builds up, you know, during the decomposition. And this allows for you to reduce your, your odors, but to keep um, it breaking, keep the whole process breaking down. You want to kind of aim for a temperature of between 90 and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. No, it seems kind of crazy. That's pretty hot, but that's heat is what is going to uh, continue your process and continue to break it down to very, very fine, smooth particles. So you have a very nice uh, compost to be working. What our compost is going to look like is that we're going to start with three boxes. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to make them out of. Like I said, I've seen them made out of pallets. I've seen them made out of cinder blocks. I think we're probably going to go with pallets see if we can get some for free. We're going to probably start with three boxes and this is the setup that we're going to do. So we're going to have the first one will will initially hold scraps and raw material. So if I bring my kitchen scraps out, I would just dump it in this first box. Uh, I will just dump shovels full of leaves in this first box and then I will make the compost in the second. So once I have enough, I'll mix it into the second and that will be kind of my mixing bowl, right? Mix it, uh, once a week and as I add more materials just kind of keep mixing it up and then my third one my third box will be to hold the finished product I may find that I could benefit from a fourth box so that I have actually two boxes um, working you know and I can also kind of uh, manage an overflow because uh, it can build up pretty quickly. So that's my plan. This is what I've seen and I think it will work really well. So I hope that was helpful guys. Composting is not something scary. It's certainly something to, to consider working, especially if you're really looking into gardening. It is a great option for a organic solution to adding nutrients back into your soil. Uh, so, I hope that was helpful and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. If you have not already signed up to grab my free ebook, you can go to www.yourdreamgardenguide.com. This garden guide has everything you need to get started growing your own vegetable garden this year. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have topic suggestions for the podcast, please email me at info at